0: we are a privileged people amen no i'm not i'm not talking about privileged i'm talking about privileged yes because of who we are what we are i don't i don't know of another another don't want to call it a religion A lifestyle that can even come close to what we have. So I want you to turn to Psalms 23. Psalms 23 is only rivaled by John 3.16. And if somebody wants to quote John 3.16, go right ahead. You get some extra candy on Halloween night right here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Everlasting. Everlasting. Psalms 23, it's it's a a, a portrait of our relationship with God. And and I like who wrote the Psalms. It was David. This was before he became the, the king of Israel. And so he writes this and like I said the only the only other scripture that rivals with that the most familiar is John 3:16. So it's uh it's interesting. David was tending the sheep for his family, for his father Jesse and and he was the youngest and you would think well if i was you know that young i would write something about me so the 23rd psalm should have been about david but but david had a different view of life he he didn't know what his calling was but he just he he loved god enough the family understood what was going on and they were excited. I, I, I think they were uh, about you know King Saul. He was a new up and coming, uh, king for Israel, and I mean the, the guy was just awesome. He's a head and you know, head and shoulders above everybody else. He's taller. He was very handsome. But so here David is, and he spends lots of time out in the pastures. Uh, of the family. And uh, the idea of the sheep and shepherd relationship, it's taught in the Word of God. Uh, It describes the relationship between believers and our Father. God, the Heavenly Father. And it, it goes like this, Psalms 23, it says the Lord is I, I I just like that part. Amen. The Lord is. Amen. I I I did a couple of funerals in in my past that uh these gentlemen, I mean they love God with all their heart. And their their family said this was one of this was my father's favorite, you know, scripture and then the other family was talking about an uncle or uh, I, I don't remember exactly what the relationship was. But so I emphasize the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. amen. David was proud of that fact. He said, as a matter of fact, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. Do you believe that? Yeah, amen. Do you believe that if we have our Heavenly Father? And we consider him in in this aspect, in this frame, put him in this portrait of our Shepherd that I shall not want. So, so is that possible yes. to not want? Yeah. Yes. Amen. Are we living in the possible? Come on. I shall not want. I I don't know. We we will you know complete the psalm, but. I shall not want. Every time I see some new gadget, something that's kind of different. I, how many of you know I like different stuff? Yeah. <laughs> the rest of you don't even care. <laughs> yeah, so, but 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 it you know it it gets your kind of gets your eye, and then you say, man, I need that. We we went to uh, this big box store, and there just happened to be in this big box. It was kind of a uh, kind of like a go-kart. And so I'm sure that the weight limit, I didn't even look at the weight limit, but it had, it was, you know, connected with the WMs. And, you know, it's not, anyway, you can figure that one out. Because you don't know if it was the women's Missionary council or anyway <laughs> but it but it was so cool, and i, I told them I said, "Look at that, that's neat, but you know what it caught my eye, and I liked that stuff, and we live we lived in a enclosed neighborhood, and I'm literally talking enclosed, and so I could just run around in the cul de sac that we live in, and I could just have fun, I could play like I was mowing or something but I shall not want. So if I say I shall not want, are we just speaking in the future? Well, in the future I shall not want. Because we look at it and he says, the Lord is, he's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters because if I get around running water, I get excited. When I was about six or seven years old, our family and and, uh, the larger Kelly family, we was at Lake Michigan, and I was so enamored with it that I just took off running for the middle of Lake Michigan. And, you know, and Mom and Daddy, well, the rest of the family was around, so they had to go you know get me out of the water but but it's you know he leads me besides the still waters but this right here this bit if nothing else if i can't claim right now i shall not want yeah i have claimed this amen he restores my soul oh yeah well, and you know what when he restores it he just doesn't bring it back to what it was yeah. but he takes it bigger and better yeah. and he expands me because that's what he wants to do in our life he's our shepherd he knows exactly that that we have need of amen and then he leads me he doesn't just say you know well this is what I say, so you got to do, you know, what I say. Uh, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Why? So I can be a better person. No, it says for His names, His name's sake. Yeah. Oh, it's going to benefit me. It's going, and I promise you, it will benefit you all. Yeah. You know, right. so but He leads me. Amen for his name's sake. And then, how many of you have had near-death near experiences, or thought you yeah. did, or wanted one, or whatever? <laughs> okay, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, recently. Uh, yea, though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm -hmm. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will, not can, maybe, I hope so, if so. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall. Yes. Follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the corner of Glory Land in my $2 million (laughs) log cabin. (laughs) (laughs) No, it just says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let me tell you what. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I I haven't been in, in any of your homes, but I can pretty well sure be sure that it's it's different than other people that's in the neighborhood or whatever because we come and I will just dwell in the house of the Lord because there's something special about we we love our house, we protect our house, we we control that that's in our house and and we like that and you know what, this is going to be the shortest message you've never heard. Mm-hmm. Because I could say, and that's all there is to that. But there's not. Yeah. Because we go, the idea of the sheep and the shepherd, the relationship, it's taught in the Word, it describes that between the believer and, and our Heavenly Father. Psalms ninety-five seven says... For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand, today if you will hear his voice. Yeah, amen. And so there's there's the emphasis put on today if you will hear his voice. How many of you like the idea of being compared to a sheep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, okay. (laughs) I should complete the rest of the message. First, sheep are stubborn. Anybody here can relate to people. They know people that are stubborn, and you can just look. (laughs) But there's, they can easily get lost. I think men really, you know, some of us anyway, because they tend to go their own way. Uh, it was on Facebook that uh, this guy decided he was going to change, you know, on, uh, the GPS. It's always a woman telling you. Well, he wanted to change it to a man. So the man gets on there and say, you know, he. so he gives him, I want to go to, you know, the nearest Harbor Freight. And so the, the guy on the GPS says, well, all right, it's at so-and-so. And, you know, if You'll find it. Just keep circling around until you find it and all that. And that's what we, we like. We don't want to be told we will not turn around and go back. Most men won't anyway. But they get lost easily. They tend to go their own way. Like sheep, believers have a tendency to go their own direction rather than to follow the divine shepherd. You know how I know because of the shape of America right now, What's going on is that we sometimes know better than our divine shepherd, our Lord God. And we look at his plans and we say, no, that's not exactly what I had in mind. But Psalms 119, 176 says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. Then the second one, sheep are smelly. You know, the shepherds weren't the most famous people and favorite people to hang around back in the Old Testament days. They they weren't because they they hung around their sheep. They were out there in the pastures with it, uh, with the sheep and all that. Uh, Sheep do nothing to clean themselves. They do not bathe. I'm glad I didn't hear an amen, because we would have had a baptism. <laughs> they do not wow. roll. They do not scrape or lick. They remain filthy until the shepherd finds a way to clean them. Yeah. Hmm. The same is true with Christians. We can't clean ourselves without the help of amen. the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't amen. do it. Amen. And so Psalms 119.9 says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And then nobody in here can relate to this one. The next thing is sheep are stupid. You know, and and we, me and me and Bill, we talk about as we get older, we get to do you know stupid things, but we only do it slower. Well, then I'm going to have to tell Bill when I see him again, when he and Sandra gets to feeling better, that I'm going to say I figured it out though, Bill. We can do stupid things faster if we drink our coffee early in the morning. Anyway, (laughs) sheep need the guidance of the shepherd for food, for protection from harmful, you know, poisonous weeds, because they will eat anything. (laughs) Similarly, believers have a propensity. How would you like that big word? Propensity for eating up the latest trends, cures, when what we really need is to find out the guidance for our life Amen. in the Word of God. Amen. But if it tickles my fancy or, or it tickles my ears, it's something new and we have to be cautious. Amen. So if you really want to be satisfied, it's the Word of God. Amen. Psalms one nineteen one oh five <laughs> says, Thy Word... Yeah. is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yes. And in this first verse of Psalms 23, we learn that it's possible to live free from wants. It's possible. Amen. And so we're going to look at the steps that it's going to take because, like I said, that's one of the things that gets us as Christians in trouble is we want (coughs) most people in our society they're consumed with the idea of getting more bigger and better stuff uh we strap ourselves with these huge mortgages uh heavy car payments and high credit card bills and yet they are still looking for more yeah that's the american way But you'll never find true satisfaction until you and i learn to accept what god wants you to have and you to become content with him amen it's not with things it is being content with him so that that's that's one of the secrets so i have to do something to place myself in that relationship with him And he comes and he will, through the the reading of the word, through hearing sermons, and through uh, not forsaking the assembling of yourself together. I'm just throwing that in there. We won't take up an offering for that, but that's for our pastor. (laughs) And for me, sometimes I get lonely. If I'm left unattended, we we won't finish that. Hebrews 13, verse 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness be content with such things as you have and I got to thinking and with all the congestion of all that stuff we might want that's out in California out on the waterways on those containers that they can't come into port and be unloaded because I don't know I think they're all from China but I you know I, don't take that to the bank. But he said, "Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have." Wow, is that, isn't that a new idea? Yeah. Just just be with what you have. For he has said, "I will never leave you, nor forsake you." Amen. That's that's powerful because you just don't have that, you know, with other people and stuff like that so we have to find out what the satisfaction in the lord is the first thing that we have to do is we have to come and we have to find out the shepherd we don't want to just refer to him but we find out the shepherd we get in a relationship with him in other words we need to know the person how, does, how, how would God respond to me if I really just took the time to start, you know, practice the presence of God, then get used to it, get in the Word, do things that please Him, and I promise you that you will meet the person who is called in Scripture the shepherd. Yeah. Amen. Because that's why He sent His Son, Amen. so that we could have life and have it to the full. And so in Psalms 23.1, it says the Lord. I like this. This psalm begins with the Lord. This establishes the importance of the relationship of the sheep and the shepherd. Uh, F.B. Meyer, he wrote in one of his writings, he says, all other life from the aphid, uh, on the rose that I don't even—I was going to ask Debbie if that even was how you pronounce it. On the rose leaf, aphid. 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 Okay, aphid. The uh, to the archangel before the throne is dependent and derived. All others waste and grow old. How many of you was combing your 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 hair this evening before you got ready for church? You know, if you look in the mirror, then I'll let you borrow my compact, but guys don't have compacts. <laughs> but when you get home, look in the mirror. You're going to find out we are wasting away. Yeah. We're growing old. Some of us faster than others. Some of us kicking screaming. He only is the unchangeable <clears throat> and He's the same, yesterday, today, and forever. And all other fires which He supplies with fuel, He alone is self-sustained. This mighty Being is our Shepherd. Yes, huh. amen. I, oh, and, amen. And I, I, I like this. There are several names for God not used in this Psalms. Think about that. That are not used. It, it doesn't say. God, Elohim, is my shepherd, for that speaks of him as the great and mighty creator who is separate from the world. Neither does it say the master, Adonai, is my shepherd. That speaks from a servant-slave relationship. Rather, it says the Lord Jehovah is, is my shepherd. This is a term of a personal relationship, which means that you and I can get close to him. Amen. It's our choice. We have to make the decision. But the Lord Jehovah. Yes. Why is that important? Jehovah is God's name. Amen. This is interesting. I love reading and and finding real different uh, illustrations that I I can use in the pulpit. Uh, It says, My name is Joel. I wrote a poem when I was a child called Today I Am Me. The truth is that you can call me pastor. Now, that's not me. I'm talking about Joel. You can call me pastor. You can call me preacher. You can call me reverend or brother. While I have all of those things, my name is who? Joel. Joel, okay. My wife can call me husband, my mom can call me son, my son can call me father. None of those are my names, because my name is Joel. 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 That's, that's with us. The real problem is with those who are not satisfied is that they haven't come to the place where they, and this is going to hurt a little bit, but it's, we haven't come to the place where we completely trust or willingly give our lives to the Lord and let Him have complete control. I didn't say partially, just every once in a while I'll, I'll loan Him, you know, me in complete control or... In other words, it is an issue of surrender. Yes. The condition of any sheep is totally dependent on the care of the shepherd. And so I went to a, a book and Philip Keller, and I started reading about a sheepfold. How many of you are have been in 4-H, FFA? or just got lost and ended up at somebody's sheep farm. A sheepfold is this. Man, this is exciting. This is why you came to church today. It's an enclosure open to the wind. It's also open to the scrutiny of the owner. It is not covered. It's not roofed over. It is not closed in. It could be called a corral in some places. The main purpose is To protect the sheep, its high, thick walls are a barrier to keep thieves and predators from killing the sheep, such as wolves, jackals, lions, and this is where the sheep are generally kept at night. In sheep country, though, this is always, this also can be referred to as folding the sheep. Did you know? Until I read this about the sheepfold, God folds His children all day. Amen. Amen. Because he he is there in heaven; he can look down. The sheepfold is open; it just has high, you know, walls, but it, they're not enclosed, and that shepherd can keep his eye on all of his sheep. Amen. And th- that's neat. And it's called folding. Uh, the sheep come under the owner, our shepherd's special management. That's God and me and you. And his direct control continuously, that should be us, yeah. he folds his flock exactly as he sees fit. He's not a hireling. He is the shepherd. In order that they will flourish under his care. God takes care of us. He loves you. That's that's when you get married. That One of the things that I always want to do is I want my wife to look awesome. To be awesome. I, I want her... I, because I get to hang out with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's neat. I, I, I'm privileged because, but she is my wife. And so I want her to flourish. I want her to be healthy. I want her to be prettier than me. And uh, there's, you know, I'm not even in that ballpark. But anyway. Amen. But she's my wife and I love her and I take care of her. How much more does our heavenly shepherd take care of us Amen. in everything that we have need of. He said, I have given you in vision. he said, I have given you every spiritual blessing. Amen. So he's deserving of the control that he wants to have over our lives. Yes. He's, he is very capable of managing our lives. Who is he? First, he's our creator. Psalms 103 says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. And the wonderful truth of the word of God is that the creator of the universe, he is big enough to rule it all. Amen. Yet personal. Yes. Personal a- enough to reside in us. That's his desire. Amen. That's what he wants. Amen. That's exactly. He wants to reside in our hearts and have complete control of my life. Because as you can see, I've made a mistake or two in my choices. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Secondly, He is our Savior. Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. We are privileged to have this relationship with God. That personal relationship is based on unconditional love for me. Yes. That, that, that's worth saying again. That Amen. unconditional love that he has for us. Yes. That's what it's all about. Unconditional. And we have to, you know, just kind of every once in a while, well, let me find out exactly what unconditional <laughs> is, and you'll have to do that on your own because, you know, Proverbs 23 three, two. And if you don't know that, then you... Look at it after church, or right now. My trust in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. Wow. I can trust a shepherd (coughs) who sent his son that we could have life, and we could have it to the fullest. There's there's something that I've, I've wanted to say. Do you think God knows, Father God the ancient of times knows what it feels like to hurt. Think about it. Do you think Father God knows what it's like to feel pain? Yeah. Amen. I you know, I, I I'm not I'm not sure because I mean he's God. He can just speak and whatever he has need of it's there. But I think in one of the things that he sent his son to this earth for was so that for people like me that don't really under fully understand if God can feel hurt and pain and the Father, you know, the ancient of time, he sent his son so that he would know he was tempted in all the ways. All of this he took on the flesh of humankind, He was 100% God, but he was 100% person, human. He chose the borders. He says, I will stand up and I will go and be a baby and I will leave all the splendor of heaven up there and all that will give me my power is what? What was Jesus' power? The Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and this is what he keeps trying to get through to the church. We have that same exact power. Amen. It is not watered down. It is not quenched. Our denomination doesn't diminish the power. But he has that power. It is in us. And he came and for three and a half years, I have to remind myself, he did things to show us what we were capable of, what we were expected to do. Yeah. But we suspected. Oh no, that that you know that he, he that, that's Jesus, you know, he's the word. All that. Well, you need to reread and reread the scripture, especially the New Covenant. John 10, 11 says, I'm the good shepherd. <laughs> the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Amen. Now there's not too many within the sound of my voice that I would give my life for. Yeah. I didn't say there wasn't anyone but we won't go into that because that could be another message for our pastor. Mm-hmm. But then we come and we look at it. We must, we look at the shepherd's person. The second thing that we look at is the shepherd's position. <coughs> I, I, I like this. And it, it says, notice the phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. Now I'm going to get educated on you now. I do have a master's by the way. <laughs> Grammatically speaking there are two key words in this part of the verse. Yeah. First the present tense verb is. Yeah. Now Mrs. Hewitt was my high school English teacher. If she was still alive she would be shocked to about 10 years younger. Anyway, we won't go there because I wasn't Mr. Grammar, Berlin Grammar in high school. But it's the present tense verb. What does the word is implies? Some try to live on and only testify. Now this is what's in the Pentecostal realm. There are some that try to live on and only testify to past experiences. Now don't shout me down when I'm meddling because i got a long-handled shovel. Some try to live on and testify about, oh, oh, man, I remember back when, and I'm guilty of that too. I want to experience God in His today. Amen power. Amen. I want to see him and I want to let him work through me. I want him to touch through me so that the thing we don't have to worry about, we don't have to drag up history. Come on, time. It's happening in our churches and yeah. we Amen. have to pay the price but we also have to pray the price Amen. and that's why that our paying and our praying is anyway, that's something that we all individually have to struggle with to the past experiences with god the lord was my shepherd come on yeah huh it's interesting others only plan to get close to the lord in the future i heard one preacher say you know when the end time gets near that's when i'm going to get near to god right well, hon, let me tell you right now, the end time Amen. is near, Amen. and it Amen. is time Amen. that we Amen. get close to our shepherd, Amen. that we not only know him as a person, but his position of who he is. Amen. The Lord shepherd in the future. The Lord will be my shepherd. That, that don't cut the mustard. David plainly stated, The Lord is my shepherd, present tense. Yes. Now, how was that for a grammatical, dramatical little lesson in English? This means two things though right now. The Lord will care for you and He will protect you today. Amen. I need I need his protection today. I don't need it for my past. My past is already gone. I don't need it for my future because I'm living in the present tense. Right now and then right here. You don't have to go someplace else to get the shepherd's care. It's right here. I don't care what the establishment looks like. It is the ecclesia. It's the called out one. It's the church, the family of God, the sheep. And we come. It's right here. We can get his care. He will care for us and he will protect us right where we are. Amen. You know, if we were Pentecostal, other than the pastor would be doing exclamations. Yeah. Right where we are. Exodus 3:14 and God said to Moses, "I am that I am," and he said, "Thou shalt, thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you." An illustration. My name is I Am. I was regretting the past and fearing the future. Suddenly my Lord was speaking. My name is I Am. He paused, and I paused, and he continued. When you live in the past with its mistakes and regrets, it's hard. I'm not there. My name is not I Was. When you live in the future with its problems and fears, and let me tell you what, if you look at the future and don't pray and know how to direct your prayers, those fears will come on you suddenly. And there's a lot of stuff out there. If you don't know the (laughs) shepherd in a personal, positional relationship, there will fear creep in. And this is what America, the leadership right now well, I, I, that, that's a misnomer. We, we don't have leadership right now. the The people on the hill, the aliens on the hill, that we come and they are wanting to instill fear in you about the COVID shot. They want to instill fear about the masking and all. And so they have manufactured all of this stuff to cause you to fear. When they can get the world to fear, the first step in fear, then it goes into control. And they will take your freedoms. And sometimes we may not even, not me, but anyway. My name is not I was. When you live in the future with its problems and fears, it's hard. I'm not there. My name is not I will be. When you live in this moment, it's not hard. I am there. Because my name ain't Joel, yep. but it's I am. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I am. We are more privileged than we express sometimes. Amen. David had complete assurance that he belonged to God. There was no if, but, or I hope so. Talk to some of your friends and say, "Do you are, are you a Christian? Do you know the Lord? See what their response is, and then you go with their response to that, that the Holy Spirit will lead you and give you words to say. Yeah. Secondly, the personal pronoun, my, Notice David did not say, the Lord is a shepherd. He is a shepherd. But David didn't say that. For that makes him one among many. Who or what is your shepherd? Your job? Your family? Your bank account? Your retirement fund? Your government? Also, he did not say the Lord is the shepherd. For that makes important, but it's impersonal. He did not say, The Lord is our shepherd, for that makes him relate to me in a crowd, one in many, or among many. Rather, David knew that he belonged to the Lord than the Lord belonged to him. (laughs) Song of Solomon 2.16 says, My beloved is mine, I am his, and he feedeth among the lilies. Only when you understand that you belong to the shepherd will you find true satisfaction and peace. Amen. Philip Keller, he wrote in his book, A Shepherd's Look, 23rd Psalms. He bought his first 30 sheep. And this is what shepherds do. They will take their sheep, when they're, when they're small, their ewes or whatever, and they will bring them to a wooden block and then they will etch into their ear a mark, kind of like a brand. And And I like what this, what Philip Keller talked about. He said, you know what? He said, when I got my first sheep and I had to do that, he said, it hurt me just as much as it did the sheep. You know, our our parents used to tell us that. You know, now this spanking is going to hurt you more than it does me. <laughs> well, give it a little slack then, you know. But anyway, that's another message. Each shepherd has his own distinctive earmark. He cuts, you know, the ear. And he can tell his sheep by looking at that ear because his mark is distinctive and it means that he owns the sheep the same thing is true with us god has forever connected us to himself through the blood of jesus amen. christ and the wounds that he has suffered for us however the lord has also put his mark or his seal upon us amen visions 1 13 and 14 in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after that you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20 says, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? You're not your own, for we are bought with a price. Amen. Therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's. You see, a shepherd may be the owner of the sheep, but more than this, he is always the manager of the sheep. And he guides them everywhere they go, and literally makes their decisions for them why because not because they're smelly because they're stupid okay we We already covered that the greatest decision that you'll ever make as a believer is that you are no longer in charge of your life, and your decisions are not yours. Just completely surrender. And this doesn't just happen overnight well I'm going to totally surrender and anyway to put your trust in his possession or position as your shepherd and then we the third thing is that we look at by trusting the shepherd's provision psalm twenty one three says notice this phrase, I shall not want that means that he has completely satisfied me amen say that he has completely Completely satisfied satisfied me me. one little boy put it like this he says the Lord is my shepherd he's all I want (laughs) children say the that's it thank you one of the greatest things that we struggle against in America is materialism okay uh, there was a gentleman that says we have defeated the evil of communism no it has come back and it is trying to make a comeback now communism marxism all of that is what there's behind the scenes doing and that's why that it was so important that we see exactly. Trump called it draining the swamp. Let me tell you what, there's some creatures in the swamp, but we cannot defeat the evil of materialism. First Timothy 6, 6 through 10, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and we certainly can carry nothing out and if you want to know what's the rest of it that was first timothy 6 610 have you ever seen a funeral possession with a u-haul in the procession no i wonder why our sunday school teacher at Walika, he he drove to tulsa and uh, every day from waleka and he said he was at a red light, and there, the, the police come up there and started directing the traffic. In this procession, somehow this U-Haul trailer <laughs> got into the line. <laughs> and because he was a Christian, you know, we brought nothing into this world, and the, most of us had take more than a U-Haul trailer. But anyway, we're not going to take anything out with us notice what the shepherd has provided for us eternal life my sheep hear my my sheep hear my voice and I know them they will follow me and I will give unto them eternal life and they shall never parent second he has a provided abundant life amen this needs to be on the airwaves of America John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. How much plainer can you get? Amen. Hmm. Psalm 68:19, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Even the God of our salvation, hmm. we lack nothing with the Lord as our shepherd. I shall not want rest. Why? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I shall not want refreshment. He leadeth me besides the still waters. I shall not want restoration. He restoreth my soul. I shall not want guidance. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I shall not want companionship in the hours of trials. You know, when we go through trials, mostly, you know, people will say, is there anything I can do for you? Don't even ask them anymore. Just show up on the door step. And all you have to do, you don't have to be some gifted orators like that run in the Kelly family. And I don't run, but anyway, he leadeth me, I shall not want. But we look at it, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, I shall not want companionship, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know why? Because my family know they don't have to have a word. It's Job and, and his friends. They say it for a long time, but finally they couldn't you know, stay quiet any longer. But this is our shepherd. You know, he's just there. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I shall not want comfort. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And with all of the stuff going on in America that we never thought we would see, or would be allowed, or would be pushed by those aliens on the hill, it is pleasant to hear thy rod and thy staff. Because you can't defund our shepherd. You can't. Oh, you know, tithe and offering. We, we heard that message just recently. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. I shall not want power. Thou anointest my head with oil. I shall not want satisfaction because my cup is running over. Amen. Surely I shall not want joy. Because goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I shall not want a home. Because even a two million dollar log cabin in the corner of Glory Land, you don't it doesn't even it's not even in the same atmosphere Amen. as in I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Fifteen hundred square miles a cube. New heaven, and new earth is there climate change is there global warming honey it's going to be describable if we'll get into revelation we can hear some description but anyway anybody ever heard the story about miss gad about she was this this mama sheep she was there and she she had this Inquiring minds, I think that's where they got it, from that sheepfold. Anyway, she'd go over here and she'd try to eat the brown grass and she'd go over there. So then her ewes started following her and then some of the rest of the flock started following her. And the shepherd, I mean, finally, he had to get out his killing knife. Now, this, this is not going to make you happy. And so he had to butcher Miss Gadabout. After he had stew and mutton and all that kind of, you know, lamb chops and all that stuff, it stopped the wandering of the rest of the sheep in the flock. Now that was free. It was just you yeah, know, that's what happens. Sometimes people don't realize how much they have a influence on other people. But only when we can truly say that the Lord is my shepherd, we will ever be able to say, "I <laughs> shall not want." Amen. What does that have to do with the issues that we are facing today? Anybody want to know? Come on. Oh, okay. On. What have you? Well, okay. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, well I had to Okay. It says Proverbs 28 and Part 1b. And we are talking about. You remember Paul Harvey and the rest of the story? This this is what we're going to look at. What is this all about? What are we experiencing? All of these things. If we're stupid sheep. That's only talking about, y'all, you can listen in if you want to, but, but Pastor, that, that is talking about that uh, in a family setting. Yeah. Scripture has more to say about we are more than sheep. Yeah. Okay? Okay. So we, we come and look at it. It says, But the righteous, the sheep, are bold as a lion. Hey, that's Amen. pretty awesome. Yeah. With, with the stuff that's going on, we need a fresh boldness from the portals of heaven Amen. so that we can walk in, we can stand up and say, no, we are taking America back. You can't have America. He says, but the righteous are bold as lions. So some of us aren't just sheep. Let me tell you a little bit about our shepherd. Revelation 5, 5 says, But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. So we're not looking, we're not looking at God in, in this realm as just being the shepherd and, and looking over, you know, the sheepfold and all that. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. You know how he got that way? It is because when he came to earth and they crucified him on the cross that he went in and came to earth as a sacrificial lamb. Yes. Amen. But in three days after he gave up his life, he came out on Resurrection Sunday as the lion of the tribe Amen. of Judah. Amen. We don't Amen. serve some wimpy shepherd. Yeah. This is God the Father. This is the Lord Jesus Christ who our Father sent to us, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. And then we what are we? We're we're not we're not just sheep. We're more Than conquerors. And in Revelation 19, verse 11, it says Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and his head were many crowns. On his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe yes. dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. Amen. And it is time for the church to wake up the Word of God because we are in situations that we ought not be. And to finish it off, and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean Followed him on white horses. Yes. Wonder who that was. Mm -hmm. Who's that going to be? Yeah. It's us. Us. Yeah. We are going to be the army of God. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We're going to be that when He comes back to deal with all the enemies on earth. Yeah. Let me tell you. How many of you have heard that China and Russia has this futuristic rocket that travels two miles a second? And we Americans have nothing that even compares to that. That right there ought to be enough. We, we need an altar call throughout the airways right now. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you better get ready because our government. And all you gotta do is look at the, the aliens on the hill and, and what they're capable of. All you gotta do is look at that and realize we need a savior. We need the lion of the tribe of Judah. Debbie, would you come?